Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. Social media following and, and recognition can lead to so much more if you approach it from the right perspectives. Hey, everybody. On today's show, we are talking about diversifying your personal brand. I'm sitting down with a great friend of mine who is a father, an entrepreneur, and a creator. His name is Luke Detella. You may have seen him on Instagram. But we have a great conversation about keeping your plate full while staying laser-focused into what makes you happy and makes your personal brand thrive. So I think you will love this episode. Without further ado, here is Luke Detella. Hi, Luke. Daddy Detella. <laughs> Am I allowed to call you that on podcast, Daddy? Sure. Yeah. You're the new. I mean, you're officially in the Daddy Club on on Instagram now, so I guess I can call you that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a it's an elite club. How's Dad life, by the way? Before we get into all the fun stuff. Oh, it's it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, I'm sure you see Rhodes a little bit in, in some of the oh text God. videos I send you and stuff, but he's uh, it's a it's like the ultimate paradigm shift. You know, having a child. Um, I can't it's, even imagine. it's definitely, it's definitely one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I can tell, like I can feel it through your Instagram that, and your, your Instagram, your socials have taken on a new little life because you have this whole new part of your world, but we love to see it, or at least I love to see it as a fatherless, um, person <laughs> on Instagram. I enjoy it. <laughs> By the way, how about, uh, how do you feel about Haley Bieber and Justin releasing a skincare line called road? Are you serious? Spelled the way your child's name is spelled. Motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's called Ro- R-H-O-D-E. Oh, man. I'm going to change my kid's name. <laughs> yeah, maybe you got to look into the trademark. Finally. Well, you know what's funny is, is, is literally like a month after we had him and we named him Rhodes. Yep. Emma, Emma Roberts and Garrett, uh, I forget his last name, came out. They named their kid Rhodes. And we were like... See- this is why you're a tastemaker, buddy. Oh, man. I, I, now it's going to become the new thing. And that, I mean, you know, I don't mind Justin Bieber, but that, that yeah. Uh, yeah, that's enough for me to change, change Rhodes' name. Totally. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I heard about it through the rumor mill. So we'll see if it actually happens. But I think she's filming content for it now. But anyway, it's a good segue because I feel like you're at the forefront of so much shit. You have so much great stuff going on. We've met through the phone originally, yep. through Instagram. Um, but, you know, in like having guests on this show and talking about different niches and different this and different that, I haven't had someone on yet to talk about diversifying your personal brand and doing a lot of stuff. And you're one of the, you're like me, like we share a wardrobe and we share a passion <laughs> for, for doing a lot of stuff. What kind of things are separate from you being a supermodel, creator, Instagram talent? What kind of things are on your plate at any given time? I think you just gave me too much credit there, but, uh, one of the things you and I have talked about in, in, you know, in, in private or, or just not on a podcast Preston, is, is this, the fact that social media following and, and recognition can lead to so much more if you approach it from the right perspective. So I think that what I've always championed myself in doing is, is, is utilizing whatever I'm doing at the time for whatever that next step is. And, yep. um, you know, I think at any given time, I'm always looking at what that next step is. So sometimes I bite off a little more than I can chew and have too many projects going on at the same time. But um, I think at any given feeling, though, I know it's a great feeling. But sometimes when you're 
when you have business partners and you're not performing to the level at which they're holding you to, then it becomes yep. a problem. Um, yep. And that's happened recently with me. Um, I'm building a brand that, you know, we're not really putting out to the public that, that I'm a founder in solely because of the fact that we don't want it to become known as an influencer brand, because as you and I know, we're yep. a lot more than that. And yep. pigeonholing a, an incredible company as a influencer brand can can sometimes ruin the, the reputation. And um, 100%. But yeah, they, they had a pretty serious, you know, crackdown on me. And, and it was good. It was good. Uh, it was just one of those things. It was like, you know, sit down and really decide exactly what you want to do. So um, yep. I think since that, it's kind of like honed my focus in a little bit to, to really, you know, focusing in on a few things and, and some of the things that, you know, to circle back to your question that you can always find me doing daily is one is, you know, strategic business relationships and making sure that I'm, I'm staying up on those two is, is working on my own brand and not just pushing other brands and social media. And then three is just general wellness and health, which is something that I've had, um, you know, an extreme amount of experience in, and and I'm just recently starting to discuss it a lot more. I love watching your Peloton rides. (laughs) I, it's some, it's just for me as an outsider who's not in your house, I like seeing different parts of you on Instagram, like seeing new things come up because it gives me as like a follower more to yeah. digest a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, that's interesting or whatever vitamin you're taking or supplement or something like I I truly connect with that. Um, have, have you ever thought about so those three things very similar to me? What's your take on the the first point, all the business stuff, sharing that on Instagram? Do you feel like it's not a place for you to share that? Do you feel that certain things make sense? and Or do you think your followers would like to know more about that? Like, I always wonder the same for myself. My creative agency, uh, what I do for brands with consulting, I don't share tons of it. And people are like, you should. And I'm like, well, it's my business. It feels weird. Yeah. It, it, I, I, think that, <clears throat> I think that if you're looking at it from solely an impression or a reach standpoint, then you probably yeah. shouldn't because we get our, we, we've gained our reach from a certain thing, right? Whatever that niche is. And um, unfortunately, the Instagram algorithm sucks these days. And, and <laughs> you and um, I have so many feelings about this. <laughs> it's God, I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, it, it um, you know, <clears throat> I think that there's always that core group of people that whenever you get over, you know, a hundred thousand followers, there's always that core group of people that are going to be interested in, in, in something that you're, that you have to say, right. So whether it's, um, whether it's business or it's working out or it's diet, you know, whatever it is, you're going to have somebody that's interested in it. But if you're going for that mass audience, then I think it's tough to just convert from say being a fashion person to all of a sudden being like, well, I launched a $5 million business because people are going to be like, what the hell do you know about business? It's really hard for me. I'll be honest with you because I started, I don't know when, when did you sign up for Instagram? I think I started in what, 2012 or whenever it first came out, right? Yeah. And I was sharing outfits and Mm -hmm. I am not even that person anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I like to shop, but I don't work the same job. I don't, (laughs) <laughs> uh, shop the same way. I don't do the same things. I'm an entrepreneur now. You're also not working at, you're not working at Ralph Lauren anymore. I'm not working at Ralph Lauren. I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss. And it's like, they came to know me that way. And now I'm like, Hey, but I also have these two companies and they're like, that's cool and all, but where are the jeans from? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like well, I want to share more than that. They're like link for the beanie. I'm like, buy my shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like a really interesting paradox. But did you find that your followers are the same way. They've already been trained to kind of uh, expect one thing. I think that 
mine have always been a little bit more erring on the side of lifestyle. So I've always been able yeah. to kind of like jump from category to category. But what I have noticed is if you don't have a designated niche, then your yep. your reach goes down significantly. Um, That's what I was saying to you about TikTok. Yeah, the we other were just day. having this conversation. I mean, TikTok is so niche when I say, you know, all these people, Stephen Malore, all these, all these experts on Instagram, you know, niche, niche. And I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. Tried it on Instagram. Doesn't work. They want a little, they want a little skin. They want a little this, little that. TikTok. I'm like, what if I just literally made it only home decor and it popped off? Yeah. And if I post anything out of that lane, no Terrible. news. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy too, because, you know, TikTok's known to not have an algorithm, but clearly it's got an algorithm if it's if it's categorizing totally. your content. And, and you know, TikTok's a platform that I'm not really on, but it's funny. I just had a conversation. I want you to be. I just literally an hour ago had a had a meeting with one of my managers and, and they're literally putting together an entire TikTok content strategy for me. Um, oh, my because God, I would die to see it because I feel like you'd kill it on TikTok. I, you know, I would like to think that that I would, I think it's just honing in on what the best, most organic way for me to share, you know, yeah. advice, because what I've seen in my relatively, you know, minimal time on TikTok is that it's an education platform. I know it started as hundred percent started as a dance platform, but now when you look at it, the majority of the things that pop up for me, if I go in there are how to's, you know, from finance to buying a house to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yep. personally, I think a lot of the people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but that well, that's the other thing. It. Yeah. That's the other thing that's dangerous about TikTok. Like all my friends that are founders of big beauty businesses, they go on there and they're like, whoever told you this is lying to you. Like I'm a, I'm a certified chemist. This is the, so there's a lot of misinformation on TikTok. Yeah. So coming from an expert space of what something you could talk to, like, you know, you have so many things you're an expert in, you could really kill it. I don't know about an expert. I would say had some, had some I think some years makes expertise and, though, too. You yeah. know, like, it's not like you have to have some sort of degree in something, but well, what is it? It's 10 I, years. It's, 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 uh, it takes 10 years. To, I think yeah. it's eight hours, eight hours a day for 10 straight years to be considered an expert in something. So, um, oh. Something there's like some that. some formula that that is is scientifically proven. I forget exactly what the exact numbers are, so don't take me for verbatim there. But um, totally. it's something along those lines of being ten years and the predominant you know amount of your yep. time going towards that. But I think there's a number of things that I'm passionate about, and you know I'm forty almost forty two years old. So I think that um, you know there's a lot of things that I have a lot of experience in and, and that I love to share because the one thing that I have noticed through Instagram is that. When I've shared things that are a little deeper from how to, you know, um, process loss, how to become healthier, how to, you know, maintain focus yep. and things, people do take to it. It's uh, granted, it's a smaller audience than my normal content gets, but the people yep. that do come are very engaged. And I think that that's kind of the next step for me would be to going to a platform where I can share what's helped me accomplish certain things in life and just be generally happier because, I mean, that's our ultimate currency, right? hundred percent. And it's funny you mentioned that, or, or I'm guessing, I'm just, I'm assuming that when you had your son, that was a big moment on Instagram too, like more personal things. Yeah. You know, it's funny before, uh, before we had roads, I kind of, I don't, I don't ever, you know, me, I, I definitely make fun of things and people and stuff like that, but it's more of yeah. a playful way of like a, what the fuck, but I definitely yeah. look down on and not intentionally people who overly shared their kids and seemed like they were monetizing their children. And 
I was I like, had a theory that I felt like I, and I'm, I'm not anyone I know, but I really feel like people, and maybe this is horrible to say, like their decision to have a baby could have been skewed by their follower count and the monetization options. Oh, I could definitely, hundred percent. I could see people doing that. I mean, that wasn't us. I mean, we, yeah. we you know, um, I don't think I know anyone that would ever do that, but I could see it. Oh, I could see it too. Uh, but it's funny because as soon as Rhodes was born and, and, you know, he was around, we were shooting content. He kind of just, it, it was just natural to have him in imagery and things like that with me. So yeah, I think my judgment, I, I try never to judge, but I think my judgment of, of, past looking at Instagram and judging people for sharing their children is a little skewed. Um, I still think that right. there's a lot of people out there that, that are monetizing their children to a certain extent. That's not fair. Um, but one thing we do with Rhodes is any content that he is in, that is a paid campaign. I take half of that payment and I put it in a bank account for him that that's will, amazing. Is, is becoming basically, you know, his trust fund. Yeah. His uh, little, his like future fund. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, coming from being a, a, a person that, that, you know, grew everything myself and came from, you know, a, a poor family. That's something that I wasn't able to be given. And obviously, you know, there's that age old thing of, of teach your kids the things you were never taught. Don't buy them the things you were never bought. And uh, mm. that rings true. But I think putting some money away for a kid can never hurt. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I share a very similar background to you. So I think that's beyond respectable and amazing, um, especially the the gifts that Instagram gives us in these kind of like paid capacities. For those listening who don't know you and that are going to be soon to be obsessed with you after this, <laughs> how did you get your start on Instagram to begin with? Like, how does one get to 200K followers and sharing all this part of their life? Um Instagram for me was a complete accident. My wife is a creative director by trade and um, I love her. She got on Instagram. Yeah. She, uh, she got on Instagram when it first came out and you know, at that point in time, I wasn't, I was never a, a, a computer social media profile person at all. Like I, I was one of the last to MySpace. I was one of the last to Facebook and she got Instagram and was like begging me to get on it and get on it. And I think in 2014, um, uh, or, you know, end of 13, I was finally like, sure, you know, I'll get it, whatever it, it you know, share photos. Fine. Yeah. So I, I ended up at the time I was, um, you know, coming out of, you know, surfing professionally for a full time living, um, to modeling and doing some hosting and stuff. And I just naturally started putting that stuff on Instagram because I didn't really know what else to share. I'm not a photographer. And, um, yeah started just sharing that stuff. And then, um, you know, I fell into the right hands of people in media that I think at that time were covering Instagram because it was this burgeoning phenomenon of like how to discover new talent. And mm. I ended up on VH1 and I ended up on Good Morning America and all these different places as a, as just a model. And right. um, I think when I started to, you know, end up in interviews and things and people realized that I wasn't like the stereotypical uh, walk to a casting type of model person that I had opinions and, you know, um, experiences that, uh, I started gaining a following and it just kind of snowballed. We were in that GQ thing together. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, did I, don't, I don't remember if we ever, were, were we in the same room when we shot it? No, we think we shot it separately. I no, think. we shot it separately. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really interesting and remarkable to see what you did with your Instagram. How did the person, how did the, so that as a personal brand, I think is very clear, you know, um, healthy lifestyle, cool, aspirational, attainable American living, uh, great family life, home decor. Like to me, personal brand there is very clear. How did you get into all of your other business ventures with founding companies or backing companies or investing? How did that side come into your orbit? I think, 
when I was growing up, I always saw people that had all the material things that we grow up in America thinking are the ultimate achievement of happiness, right? And, and I always yeah. wondered how they got there. And I never thought I'd be able to own a home. I never thought any of these things. And I think as I started growing this network and um, I started getting paid to surf when I was 14. So my my perception of that reality kind of started shifting as I started understanding how to, how to acquire these things. And, and one of the things that I didn't have growing up, and I don't think my parents did either, was ever the opportunity to invest in anything. And I never knew how. And uh, I just did what any person would do by their instinct. And I started talking to people who, who achieved what I wanted to achieve, you know, um, from people, you know, when my wife was at the major record label and she had certain clients, I would always go out and talk to them about how they founded a record label or a management company. And I think I just started kind of like consciously absorbing all of that yep. information. And, and, and then I just started asking people if I met somebody, I mean, you know, when you started the candle brand, I was like, can I invest in it? So I know. one of the things I do is I'm not shy to say like, Hey, um, if you're looking for capital investment, I would love to do it. And not just that, but equity investment. I mean, I've learned, I've learned from experience how to, you know, launch scale and, and, you know, work through branding and work through, you know, logo, logo ideations and, you know, all those sorts of things. So I think it's just always keeping an open mind to what is around you and not, yep. you know, making it about yourself, making it about what other people do and talking to other people about what they do. And there's always those opportunities arise. So I just, I try to diversify as much as I could um, and educate myself. You're also not shy to ask. I think a lot of people, I've had people on the podcast so far. Um, and a lot of people are like, and then um, I'm, it just happened or this or that. And I'm like, but did you ask someone or like, did you call and say, Hey, can we meet? Or like, I think there's a lot of, uh, we share a lot of similarities of like closed mouth. Don't get fed yep. kind of mentality. Yep. Like where it's like, you need to ask to get in the door. Maybe you have to ask for the door to open. Are you, were you ever scared or nervous about putting yourself out there and like making contact? Yeah. People? Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say scared or nervous, but I always, you know, I always try to put myself in someone else's shoes. And in this day and age, you know, you meet somebody who is successful or is at this, you know, point in their life that they have a lot of eyes on them. And it always seems like if you're going to them to ask for an opportunity that yep. maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I never wanted anyone to think that I was doing it because of, 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 you know, anything other than wanting to better my life and, yep. and better those around me and be as much of an asset to that person as possible. Um, yeah. So I think it's just choosing how I've approached those situations. Um, yeah. But I'm never afraid to ask because, yeah, like you said, I don't think, you know, people that live in fear definitely aren't the ones that change the game. No. And, then, you know, and um, I don't think I've actually had really anyone on the podcast who's been really handed anything. I think there's a similarity of people I gravitate towards like you that are really builders that are like, OK, well, didn't exist. I need to build it. I don't have this. I need to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love that mentality. Have you ever thought about, uh, because you're really, you have a dialed in eye on branding and you know product and you, have you ever thought about just having your own brand, like Luke Detella, the name on a tag of a product? I, yeah, I mean. You have a good name. One of, <laughs> and we could put the zaddy in it for the right customer. Like the gaze, we could put yeah. zaddy in the middle. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I've gone back and forth with it, but I think one of the things that, one of the things that frightens me, and I'm not afraid, you know, I, I'm not afraid to say this, but one of the things yep. that frightens me about doing something like that and having to scale my own company from the ground up is the amount of work that I have to put in and that would take away from my time rich life. Like one of the things yeah. I've been able to structure myself around. Um, That's and, such a responsible thing to say, by the way. And yeah, I mean, my business partners, you know, they know it. I, I mean, I took less equity in my company that I helped found and, and, and I'm a, you know, I'm an equal founder because of the fact that I don't want to 
have to chip away at my happiness and my my free time. Um, yep. One thing that I've been told over and over again from one of my business partners is how time rich I am. And that's by design. It didn't happen by accident. Um, mm. You know, I, I try to make sure that I take on projects that I know aren't going to chip into my time with my son or my time with my wife and, and you know, uh, my time surfing or, or exploring or, you know, doing all the things mm. that I love to do. I love brand building. I love... I love putting people together, but my strongest point, my strongest suit in my business pursuits is the fact that if you were to say, I need a person that does this and I don't know who it is, I'll go, I can go and find it. And more than chances than not, I probably know the person so I can tie it together. So I've always been a connector by just nature. So I think that that's my strongest suit as a business partner. Um, So for me, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not afraid to say that I'm afraid of the amount of work I would have to put in if I didn't just plug people in and give them the majority of my company. It's so um, respectable. It's like, you know, I always knew I'm always been scrappy and I always knew to launch something with my name on the freaking box would be a lot of Mm -hmm. time. But um, that time rich by design, I just wrote it down. Time rich (laughs) by design, I think, is a really um, interesting thing because I'd be a fool to tell anybody that when I finished my agency job that I started in at 7 p.m. that I don't work on my other brand till 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, but, but for you, that's, that's your passion, right? You're passionate yeah. about that stuff. And while I'm passionate about that as well, I'm much more passionate about other things and totally feeding our passions are what keep us happy, you know, and I've been through a lot of loss in life and a lot of, you know, what seemed insurmountable um, experiences. And one thing I never want to do is jeopardize my happiness. And I think, you know, when I started this whole process with the modeling and acting and and all that stuff, and I I took on every job I could possibly get. And I worked nonstop. I was working, you know, 18 hours a day. My friends were like, you're, you know, watching you grind is amazing. And it's great. We're taught grind, grind, grind. You know, you have people like the rock out there, but it's like, I never want my work to become my identity because that's not who I am. And that's where the lines blurred these days because with technology, computers and cell phones, you can work 24 hours a day and it's great. And the people that do that, it's amazing. And I give them credit, but for me, that's not for me. Um, Yeah. So I used to be very much the mentality of, and almost honestly, just until the last couple of years of like, say yes to say yes to it because one day they won't ask you yeah. right so yep. it's very like yes 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 and now i have so much comfort in saying not right for me right now yeah i'm focusing on something else i've got a house i got to go to upstate i can't go do this photo shoot this weekend i i can't sorry yep. um and it feels really fucking good <laughs> It does. And, you know, there's always those people out there that are like, you know how lucky you are, you know, that you get to have those things, but it's all perspective, right? Like your, that's your perspective is, you know, the, having the ability to be able to say no to certain things. And, you know, it's like a billionaire's perspective is a billionaire's perspective and and ours is a little different. So, you know, yeah, I, I definitely, there's definitely times where I say no to a lot of things that I know a lot of people are, are killing to get to, but I once was in that same exact position and you were too. Yeah. So we've, we've earned that ability to a certain extent. Yeah. So it's because we're old men now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old, 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 old subjective. Kelly Slater just proved that. Totally. No, that's so valid. I still feel like a 25 year old. I just need more Botox, but <laughs> um, interesting. So I want to also ask you, cause you and I share similar um, aside from everything else going on, 
honestly, Instagram is a big part of a living as a personal brand, whether it's promoting other brands or larger partnerships. What do you feel like? And I know you and I have like shared text about what we think is going on or how this is annoying or this is amazing. What do you think the kind of future is of that? Like people making a living off social media. Um, what are you seeing a shift changing? Because a lot of people listening that I think would want to um, help make a living on their social media and maybe they don't, but I think it's different than when we started. Well, it's a hundred percent different. Like I, I think we were talking about earlier, you know, I think it's, it's um, you have to provide value. And, yeah. you know, whereas before it was literally, you could just, you were one of the first people on Instagram. So you gained a following, you could share a photo and you, you could shoot a photo of the chair I'm sitting in and it would get X amount of likes and shares and say whatever. But it's like, we used to go to these dinners with these like influencers who are like 20 something. And I'm like, um, you know, I have a LinkedIn profile, sir. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, how are you credible for that? You know, like it's so different now. I was at a dinner last night actually. And, and <laughs> one, the table I said, they sat me at was with, you know, like people from the brand and, 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 um, and some, some ambassadors and stuff. The other table were TikTokers and they were like oh, 20 years old. And I'm like, wow. Dude. Okay. This is, this is happening. So I uh, heard a friend of a friend, by the way, told me about a TikToker who I didn't think is she's not like a dancing TikToker. She's like does kind of like that more informational comedy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Eleven million dollars made last year. Oh, I, I believe it. I mean, the amount of money is, you know, I mean, it's unreal. It's advertising. That's the thing. And, and I think yeah. a lot of people miss the point of what it, it what exactly all these social media you know, apps are, and they're the new form of magazines. It's how we consume media, right? So, you know, think about what people- I have a are... funny analogy to that. You know how, and this is what I always say, and you and I are the exact same this way. You know, when you used to fly and in the seat back <laughs> pocket, there was a catalog that was just, it was called the Sky Mall. Yep. And there was no editorial. It was just a bunch of shit. Yep. I tell my agents, I'm like, I never want to be the Sky Mall. Yeah. I want to be Vogue that maybe has a few ads, but not all ads that has no editorial to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or no texture or or, or real yes, value. Or color yeah. or depth or, yeah. Yeah, I think that, no, I, I think that value, right? What what can you what can you bring to other people? That's like the, that's the new formula for social media. You know, like what can you 100%. teach others? What can you take that you've done or that you've experienced and enrich someone else's life? Because that's really how it, you know, where it's going, I think. Um, yep. And I think we're just in the beginning of it. You know, um, it seems like it's been around forever, but really it's been what, 10 years now that, it's you know, so Instagram and TikTok and, and all those things are viable sources of income. And, um, you know, it changes so fast. It's, it's one of those things where you have to stay up on it. You know, TikTok's a great example yeah. of our conversation well, the other day, but do you, what do you think about video? About I love this new everything video kind of thing. I mean, I love video that, you know, growing up as a professional surfer and, and traveling and being in surf films and things like that from a young yep. age. I love video because I think the one thing with video is that it's really hard to fake who you are. Um, 100%. You know, obviously there's actors that's completely different. But, you know, the one thing that I've always said about Instagram is like we go to these dinners and you meet these people who maybe you talked with through Instagram and they were these personable, amazing people. You meet them in person and they have the personality of a fucking chair. And you're like, <laughs> what, who, how, how, how can I get, have gotten your personality that wrong? And I think it's because you can fake it when it's copy heavy, but when you're seriously sitting there and you have to talk and you have to engage and, you know, maybe do one take of a conversation, you can really get to know someone's personality. So 
for that aspect, I'm very thankful that it's going in the realm of video, but I don't think that photography should be just pushed to the side, like what Instagram's Same. doing, you know? I, I, I do. And I do feel, I mean, I know I had, I had my friend Dan on the podcast who works at Instagram and I should ask him about this, but, um, just in the numbers, my, my photos get less reach and views than they ever did before. And mm-hmm. I think it's just like fact that it's just a reprioritization a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, they're, you know, the, the master at Instagram or whatever the hell Adam Mosseri calls himself these days. You know, yeah. he, he, he says we're not a photo sharing app anymore. And it's like, well, you are. That's you literally took you are. the most successful app ever. And you're trying to change what made it successful. I 100% agree with progression and, you know, evolution. But you look at any brand that's evolved and they've never just completely ditched what made them successful in the first place. You know, Uh, Nike isn't out making, you know, red bottom shoes. They're still making sneakers. They just fucking evolved the sneaker. Like, you know, it's, it's great to add other things like Nike added clothing. Instagram added video, but you don't need to come out and go against the one thing that made you successful. And that, that's kind of an annoying part of it, Speaking I think. Speaking of adding on things, have you ever once used the shop button on Instagram where the like button used to be? No. I haven't either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I no. sell products. No. I sell things. I've just never... I've never gone, I've bought things from Instagram through a tag, but I've never gone to that hub to be like, let me go shopping. Yeah. You know what I do? <laughs> Honestly, I'll tell you the truth because I, I become so disgruntled with Instagram so frequently. I purposely open a company's website in Safari yep. so that it doesn't trace back to Instagram if I buy something. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure you're, uh, tracks are covered yeah no i just you know it it there there is that that adage of of jack of all trades and master of none and that it doesn't get you as far as as focusing on something or focusing on a few things and that's what's happening with instagram i feel like you know yeah. tiktok blows it out of the water these days as far as viewership goes and why do you think that is it's you know there's a focus and they're not dumbing down people they're lifting their creators up like youtube you know, Brendan Fallis, who's now a good friend of mine, Brendan received that 100,000 subscriber like plaque Wait, on YouTube. Yeah. Brendan's got like 100 and some thousand followers on YouTube now. And he got a plaque. They, YouTube sent him a box. Congratulations. Right. Could you oh fucking God. imagine if Instagram did the same thing? Like they actually right, champion my- the people that built the, the awareness of the app. It's like, I don't know. It's 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 such an odd. I didn't know thing. Brendan had that many YouTube followers. Good on him. That's yeah. great. Yeah, his, ch- his channel is actually really awesome. You should. It's it's. Uh, oh, I should check it great. out. It's cool. Yeah. What um is next for you? While I'm running out of time, I want to ask you what's next for you, and then I have um, a question I ask everybody. Yeah. Uh, what's next for us? So we're currently something exciting that's coming. Um, we're currently renovating uh, beach house right now, um, and we're doing it in um, partnership with form kitchens and with uh, gen air appliances. And one of the things we're going to do once everything's done is um, host a monthly uh, supper club and um, you know, have invites for editors and things that come down from the city and it'll be in our personal home, but it'll be um, you know uh, we'll have a, a really, he's a really not super famous yet, but he's a very big chef and, and it's going to be really, really fun. So we're excited about that. Save me a seat. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we have, um, it'll be really intimate, like 10 people per dinner, but um, it'll really be these these dinners to, to kind of mix 
some people together. And the best part about it is we're going to have a no media policy for the duration of the dinner. And then afterwards and before you can shoot content. Love, love. It's getting back to our roots. And also talk about diversification. This kind of home adventure that you're always on is just another pot on your stove that I think is so interesting to follow. You should... You should. I don't know what your managers are going to say about TikTok, but you should look into that too. No, no, they're, they, they're all for it. They've been pushing me to get on for a year. So we just, yeah. I just need to figure out what the best thing is for me to put out there because yeah. I'm all over the place. So it'd be nice to just, you know, know. Before we wrap up, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code brand me. What moment in launching your personal brand or other brands or in your brand journey lives rent-free in your head? That that was either a blessing, a, a blunder that you, you learned from or that just sticks with you? Uh, the conversation from my business partners about me not delivering on the things that I, you know, said I would deliver mm-hmm. on in the beginning. Um, and it made me reevaluate when I say I'm going to do something to really focus on what I'm truly going to deliver and be able to deliver with the least amount of my bandwidth taken away. Yep. And like you said, time rich by design. Exactly. I have it in stars on my pad right here. <laughs> Good. I'm going to engrave that on my little sign. <laughs> Luke, how can everybody find you on all the things? At Luke Tatella. That's it. How easy is that, people? <laughs> Except for TikTok. Tatella. We're still fighting with TikTok because someone took my name and they won't give it back to me. How about this? I wrote, I had a friend that has zero videos, but is very notable. And TikTok reached out to this friend and said, you need to get on TikTok. We're going to verify you. We'll set you all up valet style. I said, hey, cool story. Give me all the emails. I need to get verified on TikTok. (laughs) So I did. Sent over all the press clippings. Good morning, America. Today's show, Access Hollywood, Forbes, Bloomberg, all my stuff. They said, hi, Unfortunately, you don't meet any of our requirements to be verified, but keep creating great content and we'll reach out in the future. <laughs> what the hell? What is, what are, what, what is, the, I don't know. Yeah. So that's... I called friend with zero videos. I'm like, Hey, what, what, what qualifications do you meet? They, they're your hands selected, but it just goes to show you that all this social media stuff is a noise of its own. And you got to focus on diversifying and making yourself happy with what makes you smile at the end of the day. Exactly. Yep. Well, thanks, Luke. I appreciate it. I finally got you on the podcast. I soon. know. I know. Thank you. Thank you for bearing with my craziness. <laughs> no problem. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.